Number 76. Wee, 76. Three weeks in a row, man. Hey, dude. We're consistifying. Consistifying? Yeah. That's a, that's a, a term I learned in uh, GRC studies. GRC studies? Uh, no. I don't know. It, I learned it in uh, uh, some type of risk management. It was a PCI training? Class that I t- 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 took. Wow. That's a cool... No- it's like a. It's like if Tron was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like the like electronic mariachi. It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Hold on a second. Bam. Yeah, that's right. Technical difficulties can't fucking stop us, bitches. Fucking Skype. Fucking whores. Yeah. Bitches, man. Bitches. Bitches, <laughs> bitches and tricks. Now we're going misogynistic again. Oh. Can't do that. Fucking fools and asshole. What do you call a guy? Damn it. Uh, girls are bitches. Bitches and douchebags. B- but girls can be douchebags too. Bitches and dicks. Bitches and dicks. Yeah. Dicks, 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 dicks and bitches. <laughs> you ever watch Workaholics? No. Oh my god. I, have you seen that? You have to watch Wilfred show. Dude, I started taping that it. I haven't watched fucking it. Fucking hilarious. It's like really weird and dark, but it's fucking funny. Really? Oh yeah, yeah I, we taped yeah, it. Yeah, actually, I, the last I, I episode, well, the dog actually goes to a uh, a dog daycare. With this creepy <laughs> fucking drips dude. Drips out. No, uh, and gets molested by the what? <laughs> the dog loves peanut butter. Uh. And like at one point, he calls up the the thing to like check and see how things are going, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, Wilfred's doing great. He really loves his peanut butter." And like he picks up the dog, and he's all like. Really quiet, not really talking a whole lot, just <clears throat> looking really scared. And he's like, hey, let's go. Bye. 
And then he's like, yeah, let's go get some peanut butter. And the dog just starts crying. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what's wrong with you? You love peanut butter. And like the last scene of the show is him with his ice cream cone. And he's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. It's fucked up. That's but it is funny. It, it's that. I like it. I'm, I'm actually in it. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. The, the, y- you have to watch Workaholics. Okay. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Like, I, I watched one of the episodes, like, again last night because Jess hadn't seen one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, the, the, ep- the, the premise of it is it's, like, three dudes okay. who are, like, kind of slackers, like, slash yeah, telemarketers I've, at work. I've seen it. One of the... I've seen ads for it. Anyway. Yeah, the, uh, the episode that we were watching last night, his, like, their boss, this, like, pretty good-looking chick. Yeah. Um... She comes over and they're talking to the I- ISP supervisor, who's this retarded guy. And he's like, "What? You don't think I can be the ISP supervisor?" He's like, "You've been looking at porn." He's like, "But I can, I can let it slide for a fee, you know." And they're like, "Oh, thank God!" They're like, "Cause we watch a grip of porn, like Bukaki <laughs> and threesomes, DPs, three piece, five, all that." And they're like paying him, and the girl comes over and she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, to the guy. Right. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm sorry, this is my brother. And he was just, like, conning everybody in the office. Out, the retarded dude was conning everybody office out of money because they were, like, watching porn. It was, it's fucking hilarious. And then they end <laughs> up, like, he's, like, calling him a, like, the retarded guy's, like, calling him a bitch. And he's like, he's like, we're going fucking drinking. It's Tuesday, the classic party night. And they're, like, out at, like, strip clubs, and they're, like, getting hammered and shit. And it's just, the, it's just absolutely hilarious. All right. Yeah, you I'll, gotta, I'll have to watch you it. You have to watch it. If nothing else, shit. to watch a retarded guy, social engineer, a bunch of guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, So what's up, man? What would you do this week? Uh, Worked. Yeah? Worked. Uh, went, went to the Lego store. That was interesting. Good. Yeah, so, so like, it's I heard the story dying. secondhand. So tell okay, me about so, the Lego so, store. So <laughs> Gabby's been bugging me to take her to this new Lego store they opened up in the mall. I'm like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll go. Well, she has a birthday party this weekend that she had to go to, and so I figured, fuck it, I'll knock two out with one stone. Go to what kid doesn't like Legos? And uh, so we go to the Lego store, take care of that, and we'll, you know, we'll go to the Lego store together finally. So we get there, and they make you, they let you make little, uh, they make you, they let you make little figures, the little guys for like a, a three pack for, I was like nine ninety nine or something, and you pick like a. You know, the feet and the, the body and the head, and they have all these different pieces and parts. And Gabby tells me that she wants, she's like, yeah, so you make me one, and I'll make you one. I'm like, all right. So I put together this little astronaut dude with a helmet and shit. And she comes up with this prisoner with a little hat and handcuffs and, a, like, the, the striped shirt with the numbers on it. Yeah, breeding them well, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I was like, well, why'd you make a prisoner? She goes, well, Daddy, he's a thief. He got caught. <laughs> is this so all from he's in jail is this, this from the mall episode that did you tell her that thieves go to jail well we were no i hadn't told her that i don't think i told her that she just figured it out she just, somebody told her uh so then i'm like all right well we gotta make a third one how do you want to work this she goes well you pick the you pick the legs and i'll pick the top i'll, I'll pick the face and the and the shirt I'm like all right well she starts grabbing another fucking prisoner shirt and it's like scruffy face with a gold tooth and a grin and black hair and hands it to me. I'm like, you want to make another prisoner? And she's like, well, daddy, if you're in jail, Chris Nickerson's with you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's awesome. (laughs) 
Oh, at least she knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's hysterical, dude. So I got a grill, too. You got a gold tooth. I think actually Damn. what she picked oh, was the one yeah. for the pirate. Like, she picked the pirate face. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, but then she hooked him up with the prisoner outfit. Like yeah. Oh, God. That's and you had black awesome. hair and the whole nine yards. Gray pants. That shit's beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Just right off the bat. Well, Daddy, if you're in prison, Chris Nickerson's with you. Like, there's no, there's no question. Like, if I'm in jail, you're absolutely with me. That is Which excellent. is probably not far from the truth. True. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is completely accurate. <laughs> but for her to know that. Yeah, well. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, uh, should we should we call Raph before he, like, flips out? Yeah, I'm sick of listening to this fucking bitching. All right. Well, no, let's, let's give Raph a call. It's going to sound like shit, isn't it? Let's try that again. Unless this is just a new Skype feature. That was horrible sounding. Let's try that again. Ah, That's bad. You guys there? Yeah. Hey. Can you hear us? Wow, that actually sounds okay. Can Can you hear us? Oh, we get I video. I can hear you. We don't want video. Oh, we video. got video? Are you going to jerk yeah. off? What do you have on your fucking shoulder? Oh, is your that bird. A, a parrot? Yeah, this is uh, this is my co-pilot today. <laughs> You're a fag. No, he's a pilot. You have a bird on your shoulder? It's kind of the same thing. That's creepy. You're creepy. I'm a pirate. <laughs> You're just creepy. You're not a pirate. You're wearing a soccer shirt. <laughs> I am wearing a soccer shirt. God. Get your leg down. I don't want to see your genitals. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> this is supposed to be a family podcast. God damn. Yeah, come on. When did this become a family podcast? I clearly missed that date. Right after know. the last episode we had with you on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that ended back then, huh? <laughs> we were like, yeah, we can't go that far down the hole anymore. We got to stop that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah hey, can't you guys, uh, I know you guys live on LinkedIn, right? But I, I'm sure, And I'm sure you noticed the, uh, the job title change. No, actually, I haven't. It, it was uh, I just compl- I just finished it like five minutes ago. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better. I don't even. Well, know. Then what's going on? So I, why don't you just tell us? We don't know shit about the world. We sit in our little bubble. Yeah. So, uh, hope, when are you guys? When are you guys publishing this? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. Uh, Whenever we like, can. Probably like Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Good. Shit on you. Did the bird just shit on you? No, no, no. He's, you're lying. That's why you're putting it down. Uh, he keeps. Uh, he keeps picking his down feathers because it's hot and he doesn't like being hot. So, um, it's shit on you. Say hi it's to totally Chris shit and, on and Ryan. Hi, bird. Hello. Keep shitting on your parent or whatever the <laughs> fuck you call it. Get some. <laughs> Bite his ear. He's awesome. No, but uh, so as of uh, as of yesterday, it's uh, internally official. Um, externally, I think they're gonna make the uh, announcement at some point during Blackhead or something. But I've uh, I've stepped out of the uh, sales role, the pre the pre sales uh, expert role that I was doing. And uh, I've taken a uh, um, a new one in HP Software as the security and cloud strategy guy. Oh, so, so you're going from not doing security to not doing security in the cloud. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no, really, man. It's awesome that you can continue to just talk shit and get money without actually having to do work. Actually, this job is probably going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, I used to have to. Uh, I used to have to do. Uh, you know, do a little bit of work, uh, making making demonstrating that our that our you know doing demos software work. Yeah, doing demos, which was you know it's, it's exciting. <laughs> but after after doing sort of this for 
being in IT security for just over a decade, almost a decade and a half, doing demos was just sort of uh, you know, growing weary. So I'm, I get to do, go do uh, uh, more kind of strategic stuff. That's cool. Looking at much, much bigger picture. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I mean, this is a brand new how this is a brand new group, so it's um, it's it's pretty cool. It's something we've never really done. We've got a couple of people that you know, like I've been sort of an unofficial evangelist on behalf of the uh, software security team before, but there's never been somebody that's been uh, sort of corporate sanctioned to go out and you know communicate with the uh, analysts of the community and the and the press and then our customers and such and give the briefings and write the white papers and sort of answer the questions and uh, that's going to uh, that's going to be uh, at least part of that job is going to be mine uh, on top of um, doing like uh, tech stack integration like figuring out where things cross it's going to be the fun part of this honestly cool is figuring out where where the lines cross because we've got so many awesome assets in the in sort of the business bucket right um you guys got a group yeah. of ass in there. I know. Yeah, we got a <laughs> You guys are brutal. Uh, you got the you know, <laughs> arc side tipping point, you know, the, the Fortify SC thing, and you know, and kind of a couple other assets we've got going on. It's it's kind of interesting to say, okay, you got a bunch of parts. What are you going to do with it? And You're so like, we're I gonna guess make It's fucking rad. What's that? <laughs> you're like you're like yeah, I know what we're going to do with it. We're going to make WebOS. Yay! Hey, you know We're what, a though? phone company uh, now. Yay, everybody else is doing it. Hey, it's the cool thing to do. The cool kids are doing it. Why can't we? Dude, cloud, <laughs> phone, you guys got it all hooked up. You're you're in the best spot you can be. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of execution, my friend. It's a matter of execution. Anybody, any idiot can build a phone. You got to make sure that it works. This is true. So do you do – you, uh, That's the part Apple has. How's, how's that idea. going with, with HP being so disparate inside? Like, are you going to help lead the charge of that, of, like, them trying to figure out what their other hands are doing? Because all of my work that I've ever done internally with HP, they have absolutely no congruency between any of their teams. Every one of their teams is like a rogue entity unto themselves. Well, when you look at – so every uh, every technology company that I've got friends in has the exact same problem, right? In order to um, – uh, I got a friend of mine that works at a, a very large networking company, um, and he's got he's, – he's in security. So he, ta- he says the same thing. He's like, well, you know, we've got basically the, um, the, the kind of mentality here where we don't dare interfere with anybody's creativity. What that really amounts to is anybody can do anything they want ever. Um, and nobody can stop anybody or influence any kind of security policy. And that's it, it's a challenge, right? When an organization that is supposed to be rapidly moving, adapting to you know technology and and business climate changes and crap like that, uh, it, it's it's really difficult to say, okay, here's this framework or whatever you guys are gonna be doing. Um, so a, a, a large amount of this, you know, HP's never had security assets internally. You sort of bought on to what other people are saying. So now it's going to be, hey, this is what we're selling to other people. It's time to drink our own champagne. Right. And I, 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 uh, I'm, I imagine I'm going to continue to have my hands full in that. I mean, I think on the apps side, um, as far as app security goes, we've, we've got you know a number of years ahead start on that already. Uh, but it's, it's a challenge, right? I mean, going to my internal, you know, my internal customers, my internal uh, businesses is absolutely no different than going to an external customer. They could, some of them, you know, want to give me the same excuses that some of the customers that I talk to give me. It's, and it's, uh, you know, oh, well, we don't have time for that or we don't have enough resources for that or we're not good. That would make us too slow and, you know, whatever. Um, it, 
everybody, I mean, it's, it's the same challenge internally or externally. So part of that, you know, at least a quarter of, uh, of what I'll be doing is going to be internal, which is <laughs> it's going to be epic considering how big this organization is and how many things we actually – I'm finding out we do things like uh, – I didn't know we make medical software. <laughs> Hell, yeah. You do? We do everything. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I didn't know you guys made medical software. Yeah, I, I, I never never knew that until I started – I wrote an article about uh, – about some open source medical uh, apps that were really badly written, and then some people internally went, "Hey, you can't, t- you know, don't, don't, uh, don't go bashing stuff like that too much because we do that." I'm like, we do. <laughs> yeah, you guys really do do everything. You're, you're like the like Yamaha, where you just make all your own shit and you can do all of that. But Mitsubishi. Yeah, exactly. TVs, cars, parts. I mean, you know, space shuttle components, everything. The birds really impressed. Yeah, birds I know. about that. Birds like <laughs> so so Chris. so. Do you get a raise as you go with this? Or? So in- interestingly enough, when when we make in- interesting uh, in- intra company inside company, uh, and so th- I think this is sort of systemic. When you go uh, inside the uh, organization um, to keep people from pilfering from e- each other's departments, right. you can't. You're not allowed to like you know. I think this is sort of normal. You can't take raises. You can't take um, you know uh, on paper anyway. You can't take raises. You can't right. take like uh, he's like on paper. I mean like uh, bonuses, whatever. <laughs> so so you guys you have to do more work, but for the same money, which you're probably getting overpaid anyway, right? <laughs> hey, easy killer. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I get to go back. I get to go to work on Monday. Work for a guy that's almost as bonkers as I am. Um, He's uh, he's hysterical, and uh, I get to have an absolute blast doing what I love. I mean, you know, it, you guys know what that's like. Come on. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Getting paid for it is a bonus itself. <laughs> True. So, well, con- that, congratulations. The fact man. that we get to do what we love for a living is, is amazing in itself. Uh, well, you know, the fact that we get to be happy at what we do is probably better than, what, 98% of the world? Like, Yeah, no kidding, How many right? people actually like what they do for a living? How do people get to go to work and go, hey, <laughs> I had a blast today. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Oh, well. It'll be fun. I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing because uh, the, the role gets me sort of out of the – because, you know, as most sales teams are uh, being liaised into the sales team, we were, we're kind of uh, – we were, you know, regional and, um, and kind of tied to specific metrics, which are, you know, gathered regionally and, and, and you know, quarterly and stuff like that. Um, I, I, the new organization is completely global, <laughs> so I get to cause mayhem globally. <laughs> nice. So, so you don't just have to travel around the United States now; you get to fly everywhere. That's pretty much the idea. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's the uh, How's the significant other feel about that one? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> so the 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 uh, the agreement we have is any place that that's really cool that uh, she hasn't been yet. I want to. We're gonna, you know. Every couple of trips, we'll try to make an attempt to get out there. It's been pretty interesting. I mean, I've got enough airline miles to basically go. I, I just crossed a 250,000 United Airline miles marker, so nice. I, I think I can, I can, uh, I can take her a few places. That's awesome. Yeah, you can. Th- those are always great when you get the like work-sponsored vacations, where it's like I'm going to use Marriott points and United and points, and, and it's done. First, first points and. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, so uh, getting the opportunity to go to, you know, B-sides in Vegas, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get, you know, I'm out there to, to meet people and, and kind of 
spend a couple hours with you know customers and and all that good stuff absolutely but it's vegas <laughs> i mean let's yeah. get our Right. It's, it's it's Vegas. <laughs> this isn't you know this isn't Midwest Iowa. This is Vegas. <laughs> well, and of course you know the, you always have the uh, where, where do you have to go for work this week? Oh, I gotta go to Vegas. Right, you're going for work. Right, right. No, absolutely. I I work really hard in Vegas. And then you know, <laughs> then you make the mistake of bringing that person with you one year. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, we're, don't tell anybody. And they're like, don't, no worry, I'm coming back to right, Vegas so right. I can work with you because that shit is hard. So this is my wife's first trip out to uh, to Blackout with me and DefCon and V-Side. So it'll be uh, uh-huh. it'll be interesting. Um, she's so, never, I, so all so of she, your all of your lying is now going to come to fruition. Oh, I don't lie. Come on, I may stretch the truth every once in a while, but stretch it like goatsy. <laughs> oh, that's just oh, wrong. Love it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just that's that ain't right. To quote Hank Hill, that boy's not right. That boy, that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. So what else you been working on other than trying to get out of your group into another one? You guys, you want to hear something kind of funny and ironic? So, you know, nope. you guys remember that South Park episode where the internet is down? Like, you know, you ever seen that? Yeah. yeah. So yesterday, yesterday, as I'm watching that episode, uh... <laughs> I'm sitting in my lap at my desk, like like the, over lunch. I'm just kind of on my lunch, having another cup of coffee, watching the episode. All of a sudden, my VPN drops, and you know my machine, my work makes that laptop makes that weird ding when the VPN drops. I look over, I'm like, huh? That's weird. I look over at my work, my uh, home workstation, internet connection's down. I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> my internet connection died. There was a fiber cut out here, and my uh, MediaCom died until was out until about 3 a.m. this morning. As I was watching that episode, I, I, I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh, so what's new and exciting with you guys? Um, new and exciting. Man. Uh, yeah. Exciting. Not, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting and new. Um, man, what is exciting? I don't know. The world is completely lame. I'm looking uh, forward to B-Sides. B-Sides is going to be cool. Dude, that B-Sides lineup is arguably one of the best uh, paid cons you can possibly go to. Oh, wait, it's free. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, between that and DerbyCon, that is every speaker you've ever wanted to see ever. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm I'm really, really stoked. And uh, it's too bad that – What's his name from IO Active pulled out? Oh yeah, uh, why, he was going to talk about. Was that because he got accepted at DefCon, or did he just not? No, it's because he's not at IO Active anymore because they're bitches. Oh, oh that's that's fine. You so know, I I separate EL from every other part of things that I'm in. Right, which means you know, Chris from B sides is like, man, IO Active is great. They gave us money. Chris from EL is like, fuck you, you're an asshole. <laughs> You fuck people over, <laughs> and you're not very good at testing. Oh, that's right. I said it, because I've seen the networks that you test, and you're bitches. So is his speech just too heavily IO-active-centric to be able to No, he to was just it? like, fuck that. I'm not giving any props to IO-active. They can eat a dick. Well, no, but he still no, could No, I don't given... think he said that. He said, oh, I just don't want to associate with IO-active anymore. He's very political and okay. nice about it. I put all that other shit in, because fuck them. Because you stretch the truth. Oh, I'm not stretching the truth. It's how <laughs> I feel. It's just it's my own personal interpretation. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, there, there's going to be some really interesting shit going on in its place as well as, um, you know, us having a hotel from Tuesday to Friday, yeah, which that's, is, yeah, that should be interesting. 
How much do you think they're going to have to pay the cleanup crew in that place? Well, I don't I, think it's going to be bad, man. I mean, dude, we had everybody at that house, and I cleaned up. That's true. That house wasn't – I mean, those, it those wasn't that bad. Destroyed. And oh, we had a freaking porno pool slash crazy revolving bedroom and, like, all sorts of other psycho shit. I mean, I'm sure they cleaned it up half as much as they do when they have, like, bukkake Porn parties shots. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring your own bed sheets. They're like, get over here, Jose, and clean that semen out of this fucking palm tree. And he's scrub like, it. Oh, scrub God, it, damn it, with your toothbrush. That's just wrong. Use you the guys. organic stuff. <laughs> that never. That stuff doesn't matter. Uh, the organic so any, uh, any, uh, Chris, do you have a, either of you guys got anything, to, anything going on at uh, B sides or uh, DefCon or anything? Um, not me. No. I'm gonna be running around and having fun. Yeah, I'm helping out where needed on B sides anyway. But yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna be dedicated to keeping that place from not being on fire. As is Ryan, because that's his that's his title that, at B sides is, is the that my title? guy who's not allowed to let the place burn down because he helped influence the place almost burning down the first time. That's his nice. official title. Is that my fault? I, bullshit. The last I call the very bullshit first on time, you the very directly. First B sides. Um, Jarrell was left in the house, and I was literally leaving the house. To, and, and I'm like, hey, dude, just, you know, it's cool if you stay here. Just don't burn the place down. And I guess Chris comes back. And comes. the place was fucking burning down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was like, god damn it. But well, like, it was, a, it was, an air, it was the, one of the air conditioning units. Yeah, people. And a coiled cable. Yeah, IT nerds cable. tend to, like, a lot of them tend to not know things about electricity, which I think is shocking. <laughs> so... So it's kind they, of funny. Huh? Yeah, they, they took an air conditioner, a portable air conditioner, and left an extension cord coiled. And, like, obviously they don't know how extension cords and electricity work, but when you leave it coiled, it gets hot and catches on fire. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's probably bad. It, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it caught one of the doors on fire and some other shit. Holy um, yeah. Yeah. So Ryan's going to help run around and be drunk and not catch And the not on tell Jarrell to let the – don't. Farm the place down, right? But um, you know, yeah, we, I mean, we could try, we could try a new tradition and yeah, like and purposely burn it down. No, like have it be the whole. Hey, <laughs> welcome to DefCon One. <laughs> hey, the place got blown up the next year. Yeah, Shut, it's torched. Like, see if we could just from now on have oh, every new, every new place gets we we either get banned from or it gets blown up or it gets remodeled or gutted or <laughs> he's like yeah, or we get banned mind, from like, ever. Three people own all of Vegas, so <laughs> now yeah, we could quickly run out of places to go. That's okay. You know, somehow DefCon hasn't yet. Yeah, I'm a. That is amazing. That is very amazing. Yeah, I'm. I I have a, a couple things to talk about at B sides. One really big announcement near the end of it that I'm gonna kind of talk to everybody about, but I'm keeping that on wraps until that day. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a big old, big old bomb. It, it, it is one up. you don't want to miss. I'll yeah, just... yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Um, and then I'm giving a talk at uh, at Sky Talks. Um, nice. the, the talk that you were blacked out drunk during. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna actually <laughs> I don't know give what that. You're talking about? No, I mean you totally know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, by the way, you owe me a hundred and seventy-six dollars. That's fair. Just, just, just as a as a point of reference, because we haven't talked since then. Uh, yeah. Because a puke so fat suit we, we, doesn't yeah, really we happen. Did. Well, we I know. Were, it was in Orlando. That's right. We talked. We talked at that Infosec World thing. <laughs> that was fun. Hey, you did a keynote, dude. You're you're important. 
whatever. It was hilarious. I just, I didn't give a keynote. I talked shit and made fun of everybody. And they're like, that was great. And I was like, Haha. thank you so much. No one's ever people made fun to, of you. You know, this is a really weird world. People seem to appreciate being like deprecated and told that they don't know anything. Yeah. It's very odd. I've, I've noticed that I've noticed that the, the talks that do really well in certain places um, <clears> are the ones where they people basically get told you're all idiots. You don't know what you're doing. That's kind of disconcerting actually well yeah you know but but usually when i give those talks i'm like look i'm an idiot but here's what i see is people act stupid and and you know that's not good you know we we should at least all identify that like we're acting retarded instead of pretending like we're doing shit right you right. know like i know i don't know shit and that's fine and like i don't ever promote myself as having like the answer or anything else like i'm just another fucking schmuck trying to you know get paid so I can go ride my motorcycle. Like, I don't give a shit, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's hilarious, you know, that, you know, my, one of my favorite things and and that whole talk was the end of it when that lady was like, you know, like, well, what about the users? The users always screw you over and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, it's all their fault and like is making fun of the users. And I totally attacked her. It was good. Oh, yeah. I was just like... Without users, what's the point of having well, any no. of it there in the first place? Yeah, all I said to her is I was like, okay, check this out. So, you know, if you have a kid and the kid's growing up and it doesn't know how to talk, like, and it tries to say mama and goes mama, do you, like, point? It'd be like, ah, you fucking idiot. You can't even say mama, you dumb motherfucker. You don't know shit. <laughs> you know, like, no. You, like... That you're not oh, supposed to do that? Well, otherwise, your kid ends up going, hey, look, Daddy, it's you, and you're in jail. Oh, with Chris Nickerson. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't raise her. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's like, I love that all these people talk shit on the users, but, like, they don't have the foresight to go, oh, maybe making fun of the users is the opposite of what I should be doing. <laughs> this reverse uh, psychology no shit hasn't been working. You know, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. So what, what's, what's going on? You know, so you have this, this new position, you're like now freshly important. So you can, you know, write more blog posts about how fucking important you are, which is great. Um, what, what is that going to translate into? Are you going to make new shit? Are you going to talk about new shit? You still going to talk about the same old shit? What do you, what, what's the deal? So I think that gives me a couple things. One, it gives me um, more of a global platform. Like I said, I whereas I had the I had so sort of a mandate people. of our you know our sales organization to kind of go and my primary goal was to help you know help push the uh, help help our sale help our customers right help us help Make the money. sale. Um, I have a bigger uh, I have a sort of a larger uh, yes. I don't know whatever you want to call it cause right now and it's not. It's not it's not like sales driven. It's more awareness driven. So it's it's more interesting. Plus, I've got the backing of of several uh, senior vice presidents in our company that basically say, "Hey, you know what? Um, go do what is that you do." And uh, and and they're taking sort of uh, a really cool approach to everything. And you guys will appreciate this. Everything from the, our you know community involvement to social media and all that stuff which is kind of cool because I've been doing that for a while, but just unofficially, like, right in my, sp in my spare time, um, right. whatever spare time means. Um, you have that? So, like, oh, you know, so now, yeah, like, going and awesome helping, or, you know, what's that? I, I said, you have spare time. That must be awesome to not have to work. 
Yeah, well, spare time is defined slightly differently. Like, you know, <laughs> spare time is when I'm usually when I'm don't have a, 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 a one of these in my hand. Speaking right. Of which, Exactly. Yeah. No, You're like, oh shit, I gotta check my mail. God damn it. <laughs> no, it's like it's kind of funny. So my 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 wife is texting me from from the other room. <laughs> yeah. Are you done talking to those assholes yet? Nope. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I basically get now. It's a, it's a much bigger platform. It's much better backed, and it's now like officially, officially official, which is neat. And it's um, you know, I kind of put some legitimacy to it. It's yeah, I've I've sort of been uh, I've sort of been the unofficial spokesperson, I guess, for a while, simply because you guys all knew me, um, and I was sort of the only person willing to put their neck on the line out there as, as far as reputation and stuff goes for the for some of the things that we do and the way we do them. Um, and now I get the back sort of more official backing from the from the parent company, which is that's you know, awesome. Pretty, that's like a recognition. I, I look at that as a validation of everything I've done for the past three years. As hey, you know what? You haven't you know, you, what you've been doing um, isn't all BS, and it, you know, and it, and it, it, it's, it was the right thing to do. So here, here, go do this now officially, which is awesome. That's really cool. It's it's nice to see that they can find some value out of not doing things the same old tired way. You know, that is a brilliant way to put it. Um, it, it I. I, I I had an interesting conversation with a uh, with some of the marketing folks, and if you think about it, like we've been, uh, not we HP, but like we the industry have been the security industry, the, like the large companies, security and IT, and pretty much everybody have been marketing very much, for the most part, the same way and selling the same way um, to the same people in the same manner uh, since you know since like IT began, right? It's we're going to call you up or put you on a mailing list. Or bug or leave you voicemails or emails trying to get you to go to our you know events or whatever uh, until you finally you know uh, buy something from us or do something with us right or we'll or there's you know certain companies that have that strategy where we'll call you 37 times a day and they'll start calling you at home when you don't reply to my voicemail. A rapid seven. Um, <laughs> I don't know what. Maybe there's a company like that. Um, yeah, it's but, called Rapid Seven, dude. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's but yeah. uh, but so you know the people that are like in the positions that are buying and, and setting company strategy at these, at these organizations that are, that are basically going to be our, our consumers, our customers, um, that, that, that strategy has over the last decade or so stopped working more and more and more. And as those of us, you know, like the, your, your audience on this podcast or, or our friends out in the Twitter sphere or in the social circles, right, in, in InfoSec, as those people that are on the social media with us as kind of the illuminated, kind of the people that know, you know, are, are usually the first ones to hear news and kind of are with it, right, whatever with it means, but the ones that are with it, as they take the ISO types of jobs, um, the, the manager's jobs, the same old tired routine to sell them is not is going to work even less, and I suspect over the next decade is going to stop working altogether. So, the way to reach them is going to be ch- is vastly changing and, and, and different. And so, engaging people and building communities and it's like kind of what B side is all about, right? Building a community, engaging people more than just here's a here's a vendor booth, you know, look at my uh, look at my cool swag, here's a T-shirt, buy my stuff, right? It's engaging an audience and getting them to buy in on ideas and buy in on just being sort of a part of something and engaging in something is is being recognized as the way to go and i'm 
I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be part of an organization that gets it at that level. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we, we touched on that two podcasts ago now. Yeah. Right? Was yeah. the was the, you know, people in social media are the product. And yep. now companies have to sell their stuff to a new group that is the product. So now it, it's kind of funny, you know, the, the sales channel is actually getting more aggregate if you think about it. And, and what you're doing is really interfacing with Twitter and Google. You're not really even interfacing with people. You're, you're interfacing right. with Twitter and Google and they're promoting your advertisement right. to all of their little products that sit out there that they make money off of. And the more money that HP spends on Google and Twitter and all that stuff and their integration, the cheaper the sales cycle will end up getting in order for you guys to have customers, right? So your, your conventional salesperson model, you're now going to be the new conventional salesperson that's totally informed versus the uninformed schlub who calls you all the time. Now you're just intersecting your message in their daily social path yeah and, and that is chris that, that's the perfect way to put it absolutely you know what's in, even sort of the interesting thing about this is um as i look at um the, what i've done so i I'm, I'm stoked to say that i'm you know last month uh, i'm sorry two months ago i hit fifty thousand uh, unique readers monthly on the blog this month i'm on path to hit about fifty six thousand um, and, I mean, that's a staggering number for me. I, when I started, I had 150 a month, right? <laughs> to go from 150 to almost 56, on track for 56,000 in just under two years. Um, you know, it's, it's taken personally some hard work, but you know, it, it's been, it's, that's actually kind of an interesting way of going. I know, you know, many folks that have been doing it for years that don't get that. So, and the interesting result of that between the Twitter and interaction, the community interaction and the conferences and all the other kind of stuff I attend and the blog post is I actually get people that hit me up on either Twitter or email or send me a, a, a put a comment on the blog say, hey don't publish this but right dot 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 um, we've actually had uh, I, I can I have a metric that I, I'm, I can't share but I have a metric that I keep a running tally of the number of active sales cycles that have come in as active sales leads that have gone into the funnel closed business without anybody ever from a sales team ever having to go cold call them or do a demo or or do anything except for, hey, they want to, I, I call up a sales guy and say, hey, these guys are in your region. They want to quote for uh, X or they want to hear more about this. They get on the phone. They do a quick slide deck walkthrough. Somebody goes through and says, okay, I, I already get the idea behind it. I Now I understand the, the pieces and, and the puzzle, uh, the the you know, components behind it. I'm in, you know, I'll take X and X of this, right? Th that, that is where we're going. Uh, and the, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked that I'm part of an organization that kind of gets that. Um, that is the new selling. That is how you reach tomorrow's and I guess today's, uh, you know, connected people. What's really interesting is that those, there's a lot of resistance still in the old, old guard, uh, in the sales world, and I'm just going to collectively call them used car salesmen because you know you may be able to to chase down you know you know some people that are still kind of functioning in that way that respond to that. But I had a CISO flat out tell me that you know they have a phone number that's out for the public, which just goes straight to voicemail when you call them. 
um, and every once in a while they'll check that once a month and basically delete the 200 messages of cold calls for products and crap they don't want. Uh, and maybe once in a while call somebody back or uh, they have a real phone number that you can get a hold of them, but nobody gets – none of their vendors get that um, except for when they actually want you to call them because they have you have something interesting, right? And I think the idea is to sell people on ideas, not things. Um, the scary part of that, of course, is ideas – uh, means you know if I if I so I've been talking about software security assurance SSA for a while right for the last year or so um, SSA doesn't necessarily mean buy stuff from HP it means software security assurance it means how to do the you know, application uh, development and securely and, and quote right uh, engaging process engaging people all that other kind of back end crap that you know it doesn't mean scanning right it doesn't mean buying web inspect it doesn't necessarily mean you know, doing static analysis or any of that, it just means it's a program. Now, what that what just that just kind of happens to mean with a lot of people that follow that mentality is, okay, well, I got the idea from this vendor. Uh, they must have the technology that goes and supports that. So, well, I want to know why wouldn't I get the technology from them that supports this sort of uh, mental platform that they support, right? Right. And it's a natural pull behind. It's a great way of doing business that doesn't involve irritating your customers. Yeah, you know it's funny. No. Th thinking about that, um, it, it's it's really a social engineering technique more than anything, um, and it's one and, it, and it's one that HP got completely busted for and had a huge lawsuit for. So I think it's awesome that they're putting you back in that role. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. That's a little bit fucked up. Actually, I mean, like it's really hilarious though. I mean, technically, you know. HP gets busted for pretexting because they're injecting ideas into a marketplace in order to grab intelligence. So now they're creating and selling a mindset so that the consumer can build their own idea of what they want. And magically, the idea of built of what they want is what HP has, which is just hey, you know what? fantastic. Yeah, no, it's be... great marketing. Well, everybody, but so, you know, like, but everybody does it, but that, is, do it. Say, that is marketing. I totally agree. Everybody does it, but I, it's, it's just funnier in the context that HP like almost went to jail for it and had to fire a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever, that's just news. But this, um, is, this is the new HP. This is the new style. They've got Raph now. Right. Raph isn't going to get <laughs> caught because he's a lot <laughs> sneakier than some dumb CSO, CIO lady. Well, you hope so. <laughs> All right. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, live and learn, right? If you do get caught, though, Raph, you can fully expect we're going to rip you a new asshole on this fucking episode on this, yeah. on this podcast. You know what? In order to trade her, just be like, hey, if you go to dancingbear.com, which is the uh, you know porn site that has the bear that fucks all the chicks, just use the uh, you know what? username raunch and the, and the password player, and she'll at least be able to look at free porn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm like surfing Pastebin for passwords, and I just found a huge, awesome dump of like all the biggest, baddest, like fucking crazy browsers and all the other like dude, that's creepy. You know, big porn sites and all that that's, stuff. That's a big bear head. And I couldn't figure out how to work it in. Have you ever so, seen bam. This ref? No. Check it out, dancingbear.com. Dancing I mean, it's really actually worth it. It's pretty awesome. It's just a dude dressed. It's a naked dude with a giant like uh, bear costume, but head. like a witch call it uh, a, a mascot bear head. Yeah, and he just bangs all these chicks with a bear head on. It's <laughs> wow. It's pretty much exactly what we were just talking about, just in a sort of different format. <laughs> it's marketing. It's a marketing. It's a marketing gimmick. boy. Yeah, well, you know, marketing ploys being marketing ploys. That's how it is. <laughs> it's, it's his niche. That's awesome. 
So, uh, creepy all right, on, on, on to fun stuff. Um, so with all of your, your insight and blogging that you've been doing lately and, and the 50 plus thousand readers, what, what, what do you have that's important right now? What, what are you, you blogging do, about? Do, yeah, what are you blogging about next? Uh, my next thing, so I'm, uh, <laughs> ah, interesting. So uh, my next uh, couple topics, um, actually, I've got a series coming out called Everything I Learned About InfoSec I Learned from, from Monty Python. Okay. <laughs> this should be interesting. <laughs> it's uh, he's now he's it's interesting. Um, it's going to be fun, I think. Uh, so, so can you tell us a little bit about that so that people so, – yeah, so it's going to be a, it's not, not be a bunch. It's going to be like uh, six or seven posts about basically um, I've had some people write in and kind of give me their ideas. So I'll give you one of them, uh, sort of a Ron story about one of them. And it's, you know, like um, you're looking at, you know, the, the the mentality. You guys remember the Black Knight from uh, from uh, Holy Grail, right? The Black Knight always prevails no matter how badly injured or, yeah. or, uh, like, or come destroyed Come back, I'll it bite is. your ankles and, yeah. Exactly. Um, so there's some lessons in there for infrasecurity from that, right? Where, you know, the 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 bad guys are uh, are just like that sometimes, right? You know, they don't really necessarily know when they're wounded. Look at the, uh, you know, look at the the whole anonymous collective. Good luck shutting that down. Um, oh, that got that, a little. That'll I've, never go away. Well, so I've got. Which I've is got awesome. I don't want it to go away. There's some entertainment value in that, certainly. But you know, it. it so I've, I've got. Are you kidding a, me? I, I they a... make you and I and Ryan and everybody else in this industry money. If they go away, we're not going to make as much money. They have to stay around. I don't think that 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 idea is going. So hacktivism is front and center in your face right now. It's going. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because they keep right. spawning off, you know, uh, additional little groups. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm saying it makes us money. Like, yeah, why would does. we ever want that to go away? Because everybody freaks out. They're like, oh, my God. They're like, ah, oh, buy shit. You know? And then people go to HP, and they're like, what ideas do you have? And you're like, oh, I'm just, there's this, there's this concept. And then they're like, oh, my God, we need to buy all that shit. I need a laugh. It's not the peacock. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's, it's, but, you know, so I, I've, uh, I'm actually working on a piece right now. Um, I've... <laughs> Somehow through all of this, um, I had somebody uh, – I ended up with a conversation uh, completely on accident um, over Twitter with one of the folks who is running uh, or at least helping run one of the new spinoff groups out of, out of the whole anonymous collective. Um, and I just started asking questions. I was like, why, the, why do you do – like, why do you do this? Like, what's your, what's your motivations? And and I started asking him just some kind of strange, you know, uh, probably strange to them, but from a management perspective, like I'm, I'm sitting here watching, you know, a few companies get attacked, and I want to, I just want to know some like basic why questions. Why there? Why now? Why did you do what you did there? Sort of, what are you hoping to get out of it? You know, what's interesting? Some of these answers are actually pretty fascinating. Uh, you know, I think from a uh, social impact perspective, more than anything else. It's telling about what the state of info security is right now in terms of like a like maturity. Um, I, I don't want to give away too much of, it, but it's just it's on a social and and uh, and mental level more than just the technology behind it. Because SQL injection 
you know, uh, look, if you can't, if we're still getting nailed with sequel injection, I don't know what to say. Um, but that hasn't been said already. But uh, some of the, like I said, some of the, some of the other types of uh, aspects of, of what these guys are doing is actually kind of fascinating. I haven't seen it written. I haven't seen anybody write about it uh, recently. And so um, I think I'm going to, I'm trying to carefully craft a piece out of this. that doesn't sound like I'm sympathetic to the cause too much. And, you know, um, and, and get in trouble with the organization I work for, but uh, um, it, it's just I'm, I'm taking a perspective on it, and it's it's actually kind of fascinating what they're uh, what they're up to and and the why part of it. At, at least their perspective on it caught me a little bit off guard. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, and I don't know if you ever listened early on. We had some of them on to talk about the causes, and you know, uh. Fuck, I can publicly say I'm wildly sympathetic to some of them because I agree. I mean, now whether I would take the same route, that's a completely different story. But in right. some of the things, I totally agree. I mean, like, especially like the Anon verse Church of Scientology stuff, you know, fine. I can get it. It's not only hilarious. I think it highlights some really interesting issues that no one else is going to highlight. And, you know, if if you want to consider it, I mean, it's it's really you know, guerrilla journalism more than anything else uh, right. from the regard of being able to expose truth to people who absolutely don't know and don't have any venues to exercise a truthful analysis of what's really happening because we're right. so involved in in the media hipster bullshit political spin that that 90% of the time the information that we get is is so post-filtered that, that you don't even know what the fuck it is. It's just an amalgamation of a bunch of people's lies. Yeah, yeah, you get you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of um, you get a lot of extremely filtered stuff. And, you know, we, we kind of say that um, you know the the other kind of adverse political systems we don't believe in. You know, you know China's communism and then part in Iran and the way they do things. We're we're wholeheartedly against that and their censorship and the way they treat people and all that stuff. And and I think a lot of the times we sort of are so uh, intent and focused on telling everybody else how wrong they are that we don't have sort of uh, we've got blinders on when it comes to looking inwardly and realizing things really aren't that drastically different here. Yeah. Well, no, I mean our president so has the big. It's red interesting to hear to somebody else attack that. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think it's 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 interesting to see that the paper anarchist collectives that have operated for so long so effectively are that mindset is starting to come into the electronic collectives that are also have some of the same goals i mean you know taking the the crime think guys and, and a lot of their really highly motivated political stuff that's a lot of it's very very accurate and and putting that back out there for people to take on as their own ethos, I think is is awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's cool and it's it's freeing for the community. But goddamn, if the government doesn't like it because their you know mock communism of you know communication streams that they own the media and be able to make everything sanitized, but go, oh no, the media is totally free, even though we only let them talk about what we tell them to talk about, just like communist countries, but we just tell them it's free. You know, I think right. it's it's awesome that the electronic collectives are coming up and going, ah, it's not really true. And I think, you know, advent of things like Twitter, it, it, where 
you can get real-time uncensored communication is starting to force people to be more honest. You know, it can't be like, hey, look, here's a picture of the plane crashing into the Pentagon because I was outside. And they're like, no plane hit the Pentagon. And you're like, no, for real. Here it is. It's It's geotagged. And like, this is a legit picture. Yeah, you're standing next to it. (laughs) Right, exactly. I think that it's fucking up their spinsters. They can't, like, like, they have to spin things in a totally different way now. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's certainly up the game. Um, now, what I guess the question that I have for these guys and and for for them, if they're you know listening to this later, is a lot of these tactics that they're using are essentially short fire, uh, short you know kind of burst, shock and awe kinds of things. And some of the stuff that they do, um, while it may seem kind of cool. Uh, I, I still I look at this as an analysis of, of a string of events and still have to wonder. So what? Like they've done some crazy stuff. Absolutely, no, you know they've they've released some information. They've they've made some people really embarrassed. Now, so what? Well, if if they you know um, eventually this is going to fade. Like eventually, and I'm thinking it's not going to be like a you know ten decades. I'm thinking eventually turns into less than three years right this will fade into history um so so what what you know we're, they're trying to be revolutionaries right there's a difference between picking up a rifle and being a revolutionary and, and then hacking a you know a pbs and, and dumping a bunch of passwords like you know some of that stuff i just want to look at and go so so what was your like congratulations and Right? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I agree. I I would love to see if anything has come out of it that's good. I mean, like, I can see some good in awareness, but is that good going to be outweighed by the new ability for the administration to create completely monopolistic controls over the freedoms that we have or had? You know, I mean, yeah. is it is it going to give that? Is this is this going the opposite way, and it's going to make the public more aware, but make the government more stringent? Because if that's the case, that sucks. You know, like that's what I'm worried about. So, so you're worried basically that the government would freak out so bad that they just lock everything. They just down lock everything start, down. I mean, they're already actually, starting. They passed well, that neutrality. They're like, whatever. Yeah. The internet's a public service, so they already have the route to say the government mm. can take over the internet because it's a public service and it's a utility. We can now abstract the meaning that that utility is a human right and now that since that utility is a human right it's on us as a government to provide an effective means to access that human right yeah and and by effective means they have to have full control over all of it so i mean we're signing away everything already yeah look i mean look at look at the way look at you know we we complained about so look at the evolution of of the uh, internet access um, we we whined about you know um, who would get access in which cities and whether you know you could get on whether you can get certain services and all this stuff right now we're looking at this conversion to um, the sort of on demand mediums uh, the Netflixes the the video over the internet the phone over the internet and we're looking at bandwidth and, and bandwidth caps yeah. How does that look? Who does that look sane to? Yeah, I agree. I mean, what, what, why? What's the purpose of that, right? To make money. 
Right, exactly. That, that it, there, there's but one purpose that comes out of that. And so, I don't know. Like the cause, the causes. I think there's there's more interesting causes than. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for somebody else to take up. But I think there's some interesting causes out there. Um, and to say that uh, to tackle something as large as you know, uh, government injustice may just the internet may not be the best forum for that necessarily. At least not in the not as an entirety of a campaign. I don't know. But in the meantime, like you said, you know, this keeps information security at the forefront of people's minds, and it keeps people wondering. I mean, we're pushing stuff out. You know, organizations are pushing stuff out to the cloud more. You know, we've got disruptive technologies. You know, these you know, we mentioned. You know, the touchpad, but we've got all these tablet devices and all sorts of kind of interesting things. Mobile, mobile is kind of the next. You know, is also the next big. Um, everything is just sort of you know Web 2.0 and whatever that means, and social media and instant you know gratification over the wire and over the air, and you know it's like okay, how easy is it? to walk in and walk out with masses of critical information from any place, government, private, non-for-profit, whatever. And how really hosed are many, many organizations like that? Dude, I would argue that it's almost like most organizations out there, it's not a matter of will companies be breached, but what is their reaction to it going to be, and can they stop a breach in real time? Right. That's that is the measure, I think, of a um, resilient. Call it a resilient organization. Um, not whether they can stop a breach, because I think <laughs> if you're still thinking about stopping breaches, I think you're uh, you, you might you may just have to get educated a little bit on what what that means. But rather than trying to stop a you know the next big data breach. Can you react, respond, and maybe just maybe recognize that it's happening to you right now? Right. That, that, that's the interesting part for me. Uh, I'm totally with you. I think, I, I think hopefully, um, and, and by hopefully, I mean I, I see that the progress has created over the last five years, maybe 2% more people get it. Um, but, like, hopefully we can eventually grow to a point where people realize that Security is not empirically formatted. It's not on or off. It's not secure or not secure. You know, it's not. It's not secure. It's not. It's not anything. I mean, it's a feeling. It's a. It's a time-based scenario to say, how long is it going to take you to get to my sensitive shit? Not will you get to my sensitive shit? Because the answer will is, is absolutely one hundred percent forever. Yes, no matter what. Yep, absolutely. You know, and and I think if people can start effectively implementing programs and, and realizing that, that that's the case, they would spend a shitload less money and they'd feel a hell of a lot better, you know? It wouldn't be like, oh, man, we got to fix these 157 ISO controls. I'd just be like, fuck it, whatever. We have to fix these controls to make it go from one minute to stealing all of our shit to, like, 50 minutes, and then in that 50 minutes, we have to hope that whatever plan that we have in place can catch and stop them in 50 minutes or 49 minutes, you know? Exactly. So you asked sort of like earlier, a couple of minutes ago, you asked, you know, what's my what's my next platform? Sort of what am I going to be talking about next? And I think we just uh, we just sort of walk right into that. And that's that whole idea of threat intelligence. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ideas about what threat intelligence is. 
I think to me and us, threat intelligence um, really means it's not whether you're going to be breached or not or, or hacked or not. It's about your response. Uh, can you find it and do something about it in any meaningful time? Sure. Absolutely. And, I mean, and there's, you know, the sad part is there's nothing new about that, right? Like, but no, that's the thing. It's always, that's kind of always been the goal. That's the, that's the, that's the major tenet of defense and war, right? In any type of, in any type of fight, in, in the, I'm looking at you and it looks like you're going to punch me. So I should do something, you know, like, cause just getting punched isn't going to work. Yep. Playground. It's, it's the, uh, it's the stuff that we learned on the playground back when we were kids, right? Yeah. You, you can't, you can't forever avoid being the victim of a bully. It's, it's physically not possible. There's always somebody going to be bigger than you, smarter than you, taller than you, faster than you, have more friends than you, whose parents have more money, whose, you know, whose, uh, whatever goes to a better vacation or something is better picture pictures to prove it. But how do you react? What do you do? And what's your plan? Having that plan, executing effectively, and effect, and really, what are you going to do about it? That's that's the important part. And so, that's when you combine everything that I think I'm going to be is my mission, <laughs> what I'm going to be doing. It's uh, it's it's the so now what part? Like, yeah, let's 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 forget about trying to be keep ourselves from, you know, get get that idea of maybe we won't be breached. Just let's get that right out of our skulls because. Yeah, I don't think that's so effective. So um, once we acknowledge that the, the world is a bad place and bad things will happen, all right, now what? Where do we go from here? Right, right. So, and, so we're not supposed to just roll over and – what is it? Roll over and play dead or, or curl up in a fetal ball like in uh, Steve that Steve Carell? He just said play dead? Yeah. The guy's yeah, punching him and he not just stops. Like he, what do you do? Like, so That's what Sony did. They just kind of curled up and went, ah, Stuff. Actually, you know, I would argue that they did something slightly worse. They poked a bear. They poked a bear? I don't know if it was a bear or a nest. Well, they, they, they basically said, you know, it was the, uh, they, it was, you know, trying to play the victim. Uh, and then sort of the, the, what the cause really was an interesting business decision to make a, to, to put a lawsuit against somebody, an idea that was already had a ton of what we could, you could consider community support, right? And regardless of the, of, what they did or the outcome, um, you know, what was the most critical part of what happened to, to, to poor Sony is that their 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 response, like their response plan. That was, if we if anybody can take away a lesson from that, it's you need a response plan because bad things will happen. Yeah, well, I, I unpl- unplugging everything just isn't really a good idea. Right. Because it's like, exactly. okay, well, you unplugged your game network number one. Oh, you like, unplugged that other game network. Okay. What else is out there? Oh, look at all these websites in like Indonesia and South America that are just hanging out. Bet nobody's paying attention to those in a while. Yep. Well, and that's the uh, other thing. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I th- attacking big companies is is a very easy target. You know, you you attack a company. A you you attack a big. company that has a hundred thousand IP addresses live on the outside, and you're gonna find shit, and you're gonna own them because. They can't keep track of all that shit. I mean, the more complex it is, the easier it is to attack. If you have a grip of addresses, you, it's way easier to get in than only having a couple. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just the law of averages. I mean, <clears throat> well, and how many companies like Sony's size even know what their no IP idea space what is? What the fuck is out there? Like, you know, Aaron.net, what's that? <laughs> I've never heard of it. 
Yeah, and most I of mean, that shit isn't even registered to them. It's registered to like Tim in one group who's part of this thing right. who decided to go out, buy a net block, put it on the fucking outside, and bam, it's his. Or, or some company they bought. It's still registered, you know. Right. That company doesn't even exist totally. anymore, but it's still under that name, and they don't even think oh. about it. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at attacking HP. It's really easy. <laughs> look, you guys, I was just about to say, you guys talked about how challenging it's going to be, or it is, to get my, you know, internal org uh, uh, groups here to start thinking the way that we're asking our customers to think. It, it, this doesn't make the world any easier just because, you know, uh, you're a customer or you're not, right? Uh, it, this is a, we we have the same exact problem everybody else does. I mean, I I can only imagine what the folks that man our you know sort of the the castle walls have to deal with every day. Oh I, yeah, I, that's a job I. One thoroughly would never want, uh, because God, those people can p probably never sleep. Um, and you know, I mean, there's just not enough coffee in the world. Um, it's I, I just, man, it's a terrifying thought. Um, it, it's just a terrifying thought when if, if to to think about trying to actively defend against the the uh, onslaught of invading, you know, attackers. And how are we gonna, you know, make sure none of nobody nobody gets through our defenses? I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. It, that that's not even possible. The, the the evolution of threat is so quick. The evolution, forget that. The evolution of technology that we have to support is so quick. It makes the evolution of threat mind-numbingly, blurringly fast, right? It, it, it if somebody's selling you technology to protect you against tomorrow's threats, it's like, okay, I want to slap you. What do you? What's coming out tomorrow? I don't even know. Right. Exactly. No, I mean, it's exactly right. And I, I just think, I think it's so funny and on the brink of total, complete ignorance that people go, I can tell you threat. I think that that's ridiculous. I think yeah. that's like, that's like fucking predicting the weather. Yeah, sure. We can have a whole bunch of shit and we could, we could study it as a science for thousands of years. And you know what? Tomorrow... The weather report gonna most likely is going to be fucking wrong. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty easy. If you're going to make a bet on something, betting that the weather report is wrong is like one of the safest bets you can make. Absolutely. Yet that's a thousands of year old practice that has science built into it up, forward, back and right. And and yet, yet they cannot get that shit right. So how do we right, think? Much less whether it's going to yeah, rain. How do we not. think in an industry that's you know even if you stretch it a couple hundred years old? How do yeah, we right. think that we can even come close to predicting tomorrow? It's 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 fucking ignorant. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like uh, you know, yesterday, you know, the CEO said no, 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 we're never going to do the iPad thing. Then today he stops by Best Buy on the way home, and now he's like, dang it, I want one of these and. I, only I can have one. Right. <laughs> I, I want one, and I need to figure out how to expense it. So, quick wrap. Figure out something with security and an iPad that we can sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now it's all of a sudden, you know, oh, nobody can have one except for me. Right. That That's the perfect way to sell that. Well, the CEO has one, so now everybody in, you know, in security has to have one because they have to figure out how to protect that. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> and awesome. And all of a sudden, you're evolving your own threat. I mean, you know, I went I went car shopping the other day because um, uh, we're gonna need a new vehicle here soon, and uh, um, I, I'm looking at the uh, just just the the comp the amount of computer software that drives a 2011 vehicle. 
it just scares me. It really, really, really scares me. I mean, I, it's pretty awesome, know, isn't it? it? It's it, yeah, oh, it. It's beautiful. I mean, it's brilliant. You can. I mean, we're getting very, very close to the point where your car, you will, you know, if you get into a bar situation where you've had a little too much to drink, your car will be like, you know what, Chris, I'm gonna just go ahead and take you home. I know where you live. I'll just park you in the in the front driveway. Don't even pick up the keys, right? Oh my God, I'm gonna turn That's into such scary. a raging alcoholic every night, all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you know, if I can put on the hot dog song. <laughs> like, yeah. It'll be like like Repo or uh what you call it? Fucking Stallone and what's his name? Oh, and uh, uh, with, um, Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Uh uh it's fucking Judge Dredd? No, yeah. no, 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 no not Judge Dredd, the one where he came back from being frozen. Yeah, yeah I know Sarah, what you're talking about. Uh, Sarah, but, uh, have a nice day, John and not John Connor. Um Yeah, with yeah, yeah. With Sandra Bullock was in it, yeah. Whatever. Demolition, was, Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, the Google car that park, that drives itself. Heck, we got cars that park themselves. That's software-driven. Yeah, and it's, yep. all, it's all great until something fucking breaks. Until we realize that in order to mass-update these things, they have to have remote interfaces. Well, isn't that what Wi-Fi's for? I mean, that's secure, right? <laughs> yeah. God. Can you, can you, can you, can you, I don't even know. No, no, I don't even want to imagine this because my, I'm already looking at my car in the driveway going, I'm not getting in you. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> Actually, I just had the idea of like, <laughs> let, let's up. I say that when I'm drunk Bluetooth. all the time. I'm not getting in you. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> wow, Chris. That, yeah. that, that's unbelievable. Bars are good times. It like, keeps them married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. That's how you that's how you keep your marriage. You go, I am not getting in you. I am walking. And you just leave and go to the other side of the bar. Wow. Now you have to say it to your car too. God damn, two times in one night. Well, you know. <laughs> you guys are awesome. That's lovely. <laughs> that's uh that's that's certainly taking it to a new level. Anyway, there was a point to what you we were saying, right? Uh-huh. That, that's a threat. <laughs> He goes, uh, silence. Shit. Go ahead. I don't know what to say to that. Cars. So what cars are you looking at? Uh, so I was, uh, I was actually looking at, uh, um, looking at several, uh, to replace the little SUV that we got to give back. But, um, I'm actually looking at the, uh, VW, uh, the, the Tiguan, I think it is. The little mini SUV looking thing. It's kind of cool. The one that has the hilarious commercial of the kid beating the shit out of the pinata and like freaking out. Oh yeah, I was yeah, dying I laughing last night. It was, I, was shit. I was I was just like choking. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh boy, you you beating up you beating up pinatas. That what's going on? Oh dude, the the you gotta watch the commercial. It's really hysterical. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, it's a little kid just throwing down on the thing. And then the dad like uh, kid puts down puts it down, walks away. And dad picks it up. And dad like gets a little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny, uh, and, and they haven't released it, and I don't think they are, but let's call them a good friend, uh, did some testing on the Chevy Volt app, um, and I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, God. Um, but it starts your car and does all sorts of, uh, like, unlocks your car and does other shit. Well, oh, that's, you, you, oh you were, I've seen that. Oh, you that's weren't scary. there, but I th- I'm pretty sure, Raph, I think you were still alive at that point. Um, the car, the car talk, the hacking car talk at, at uh, Chris's. Oh, yeah. we well, he gave that, he gave that at B sides the year before. Did he? Yeah, it was really. I, I missed it then at B sides yeah. the year before because I really liked it. It was good. 
Yeah. That was, uh, that was scary. That was really scary. Chris is using some of that same stuff, and he's going to give a talk about hacking Intellibus on Boeing air, uh, airplanes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, wow. how, to, how, to, how to shut the engines down mid-flight. Oh. oh, that's good. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. So everybody's flying back from Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so here's what I was – you know, he was, like, talking about – because it's called all these air, – or air, airplanes keep falling on my head um, – is his talk and it's going to be great but 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 as he and i were playing with some of this stuff i was like you know what's better i was like airplanes are highly compartmentalized as far as airflow and you can actually use one of the systems to there there's an exhaust mix that gets filtered through back through the air air systems for internal air that's why sometimes it has like a little bit of a like fuely taste in airplanes so you can change that mix and actually blow exhaust from internal mechanisms back into the cabin. So what you do is because the pilot systems are completely separate from that and they don't have any of that shit, you can just break into the cockpit, close the door, blow the exhaust, kill everybody in the airplane, but still fly that bitch. (laughs) You know? So, so, you know, you can have a lot more terrorism going on than just dropping the plane. You can actually realize what kind of of new measures you've just uh, given the TSA access to enforcing. I love it. No laptop, Good. No electronic devices ever allowed. You know what? Plane. That's fine because you can still get to the fucking Linux box through the touchscreen on the fucking United. Like, oh, pick yeah. what, pick what fucking things you want. I can make the binaries my fucking self. It doesn't matter. It's like it's not like I need a computer. Yeah. I mean, all that shit's provided for you, and it's on the same network. You don't even have to like hack into shit. You just fucking do the like double screen touch. It reboots the fucking thing back into the console. Then you just type. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, so whatever. Boy. Yeah. No problems there whatsoever. No, no issues there. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's an airplane. It's totally safe. The FAA was like, yeah, it's so, good. So when you're flying home from Vegas yeah, and the plane starts falling out of the sky, just look for the kid with the DEFCON shirt on and punch him. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Mount him like, and beat knock the it off. fuck out of that fuck guy. Him. Yeah. You can even I, yell I prefer, maintenance window uh, while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, surprise maintenance window. Bam. Bam. <laughs> it's over now, bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great, that sounds like a great idea. Knocking out the guy that's taking over the plane. Well, hopefully you. Are watch you kidding the speech me? And you can figure out how to bring it back. Yeah. If he's <laughs> yeah, still logged yeah. in, the first thing I'm doing is knocking his ass out. <laughs> if if he's logged in, I'm like, okay, I can turn this bitch back on somehow. <laughs> Cron history. <laughs> Okay, instead of dash H, it's dash. Yeah, right. Dash S. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think. I think that those are the types of attacks that people are completely blind to that need to be out in the public more. Like DOS attacks. Right. Okay. Everybody can DOS something, but like DOSing an airplane is way different than DOSing a website. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where that's where people need to start realizing, and or cars. You know, I mean. Look at look at some of the shit that we were doing what eight years ago when they started putting Bluetooth, Bluetooth. and we we're we we're driving around San Diego running fun. Osmond Gein and those dudes Car Whisperer and just fucking talking to people in their cars and they were Watching wrecking them freak out yeah they were like ah somebody's like Jesus is talking to me like, you know hey, like, ass, you're a hey, you're asshole, scumbag you Hollywood piece of <laughs> shit <laughs> BMW go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, 
uh, you guys brought up uh, a couple of years ago. Gosh, it's got to be at least three years ago now. There was a company here in Illinois that was um, was outfitting at the time American Airlines jets with the onboard Wi-Fi. Yeah. And they put out an RFC spec um, that was basically going to you know, describe the, the surface. To, it was basically uh, edge-based communication, right? Ed, uh, edge-based signaling communication. And all the interesting kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, leverage this to improve the pilot's uh, ability to fly the plane. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 stop, hold on. You're gonna do now what now? And so I'm reading through this press release. It's like, yeah, so this is gonna, on top of the giving users the uh, you know in the in the seat the ability to check their Facebook accounts, it's also gonna enable the pilots to have you know colorful uh, radar. Um, and better have inter- better and interact more real time interaction uh, than the you know really crappy packet radio kind of I think it was yeah, whatever it was really slow 64k links that they were using before over uh, over air uh, airplane links that we were using before and uh, I'm reading that going so you just told me that I'm going to be on the Wi-Fi in the plane using the same communication channel after it's been you know whatever. Um, as the pilot reading, well, you know, firewalled yeah, or I know. I know. coupled, whatever, right? Um, as the pilot who's watching the radar, which tells him where other planes are, helps direct the flight path and avoid weather. Yeah. Right. Duh. Oh, come on, man. Pilots can this be. This sounds like a great idea. The, the pilots are going to figure out how to, like, take that little radar screen, turn it into, like, iTunes, and watch their fucking. You know, iTunes movie. It's gonna be it's gonna be that old and school Twitter, car DVD player be, hack. Be twittering like, "Hey, just did shot number six. Still, yeah, right. still over the legal limit. Still going. Still yeah, nothing will outlast this Energizer Bunny. Woo! Try to stop me. I got a fucking Medco lock on my door. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I can land this bitch on autopilot. <laughs> hey, you know what? Pilots have been known to sleep through. Uh been known to sleep through uh you know overshooting the airports before oh yeah it's awesome i mean i think i think air travel is hilarious they're gonna be on fucking google plus with little hangouts they're like oh what are you doing i'm talking to chicks hold on we got to make a circle because uh air traffic control didn't uh uh let us land their uh gate we're gonna be about 35 more minutes (laughs) guys like "Uh, okay we got cleared for landing um we're good now wow yeah, but they're they're totally gonna do the old, you know, uh, wire drive DVD player hacks, where like uh-huh. you know you ground out the parking brake circuit on your your head unit in your DVD player, so it makes it think you're parked, so that you can watch DVDs while you're driving. Beautiful. Uh, you know, that's totally what they're gonna end up doing. They're gonna take the radar system and turn it into a fucking DVD player. And they're gonna have like little movies, and some guy will be crying because he's watching some fucking chick flick, and some pussy pilot is gonna be like, "Oh man, it's it's so beautiful that she apologized." <laughs> oh god, <laughs> crash. Ah, terrifying, terrifying, terrifying. We fell in love at the end. It was it so, was so amazing. They don't, even notice, they don't even notice the engine just stopped in the middle of the flight. Somebody in the back is like, that movie's bullshit. I'm turning the engines off. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, you know, I, I, only a matter of time until you can, you know, completely screw with the systems on board the, uh, the you know, on board and, 
mess with like the uh, pressure regulators, oxygen regulators, you know, put everybody to sleep. Then the, suddenly that uh, that noisy guy or that you know the annoying guy reading over your shoulder, not so much a problem anymore because he's passed out. Hell yeah, you make everybody go hypoxic and then you just steal all this shit in the cabin and then you wake everybody up. <laughs> you just go back and the pilots won't know a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's devious. Somehow that's an entirely new threat vector, right? Hey, we can take that all the way back to uh, we can t- tie that all the way back to like uh, threat intelligence by saying, uh, well, you know, when you not- when somebody's knocked out, you pl- you know they're on their laptop, they get knocked out, all- they're they're already in, logged in. Take your little USB key, plant a piece of malware. They wake up, they don't know anything happened. <laughs> See, then we get to go all Inception on them and jump in their fucking dreams. Yeah. yeah. But the question is, can you go to a dream within a dream within a dream? Yes, because then at that that's point called, that's called sucker punch. Yeah, you go you go one dream level deeper, and then the whole movie becomes your dream. Ooh, <laughs> shit! Getting heavy. <laughs> boys, on that note, I think it's my uh, I think it's time for me to roll. Have fun, yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on and talking to us, man. <laughs> you guys have been a blast. See you, man. Thanks for uh, you know, thanks for keeping it relatively clean and uh, not getting me fired. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We're, oh, just wait till the end of it. Gonna, You're we're not gonna on. talk more after you get off. Oh, awesome. Well, it at least tastes I'm like off a schnozberry. Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> hey, just be careful though. That you know that uh, swallowing that whole bag uh, is dangerous. You know, I have never, nor will I ever, be interested in quote unquote swallowing the whole bag. Wow. Thank you. Go back to your wife now. Queer. <laughs> Got bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I had a comment about the uh, small. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, never mind? What? Well, what do you mean, never mind? Oh, just the whole, like, hey, go back to your wife. Tell her about the swallowing the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, maybe yeah. maybe that's where he got it from. Maybe so. Maybe they teabag each other. Wow. She just, like, slaps on a couple teabags. I don't to make it feel real for him. Like real tea bags? Yeah, real tea bags. <laughs> you know. That's how they make AK that's 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 Raf's house. They call it sweet tea. You wanna get some sweet tea? <laughs> it's more like salty tea, isn't it? I mean uh, well, you know. Can't I can't say. <laughs> can't can't say. True. Not not sure it's my place to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Please call. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, I just, uh, what switch? That's uh, cool. so did you see about the whole, like the, the, uh, fucking out of the wrong guy. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm looking for the article right now. It's actually, oh, um, the web ninjas. We're trying to out the one of the I guess ringleaders of Anonymous and Lulzsec, mm-hmm. and so this hacker named Sabu S A B U. He keeps coming up as like one of their most prolific and skilled members, and he supposedly led the hacking attack against H B Gary. Yeah. Um. So at the end of June, this group of- remind me about that because I have stuff to say about okay. that one thing. Oh, you mean the one that happened? This? No, no okay. just keep going. Sorry. So at the end of June, this this group of people. I'll be nice and call them people. Uh, named the Web Ninjas, posted a picture of Sabu, a solidly built, thirty-four-year-old man living in Portugal, and they're like, "Ah, oh, game over for you guys," talking shit at Anonymous. And the man is actually thirty-four and a Portuguese network technician, and his name is Hugo Hugo Carvalho, who is apparently a huge Facebook uh, Pantera fan. 
but he's not involved in Molsec, and apparently he didn't find that out until like some friend of his is like, "Hey, did you see this?" <laughs> and of course, it's not him. But of course, the and, uh, the guy that they were claiming it was was like, "Oh yeah, you found me. Yeah, got, you got it. me. You're right. I'm Hugo. I'm in Portugal. You know, keep coming." That's but, awesome. Yeah. So. So all right, a couple things. Don't, um, don't trust people named Web Ninjas. <clears throat> No, I, I think it's all funny. One, I, I I think that we should probably call some people or, you know, we know some people that listen, so <clears throat> this is, like, for you to call us or email us. I would love to have some of those cats on. I would, too. And at the same time, if... We've the, said if, that, like, the last six or seven podcasts. Whoa, but I am more than happy to take whatever device they choose or build a device that is, you know, hardware that is anonymous that I can send them if they want to debug it and shit later to see if anybody fucked with anything. Okay. To let them call into that, physically separate the audio, but just so that they can hear each other, move mm-hmm. it through audio channels, and then also call, like, Web Ninjas guys or call the FBI or somebody else and just let them go at it. Because they're not going to find each other. I oh, mean, no. I, they're, they're going to take their own steps to not be found, and then we will take additional steps to make sure none of that shit is colluded whatsoever to keep it completely, you know, broken off on each side and let them talk. And I would love to hear how they could actually talk to each other. I mean, I'm more than happy to facilitate all of that conversation. As long as we can release it as a podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it would be fucking hysterical. And, and I have a feeling the world would have a different connection to it's not just about, you know, saying, ha ha, fuck you, that there's some actual intelligence behind behind it, it. which, you know, that's awesome. And, and I'd love to hear the other side of, well, why, you know, why are you trying to dox these people? Like, what do they do to you? Right. And cause back in the day, if somebody fucked with you, you would dox them because they fucked with you. You wouldn't just go dox them for the sake of doxing them. You would dox them because they were acting like a fucking asshole. Right. And they decided to take their little asshole on, on you. And you were like, hey, look, my dick is bigger than yours. Check this out. Bloop, dox. You know, and then you'd go fuck them over for as long as you felt like fucking them over or until they met whatever criteria of apology and humiliation you set out in the beginning. Right. You know, I, I wish more people would keep to the old school goal of like, I am fucking with you, but there's an out. And the out is this, and it may not be completely reasonable, but it's something that's a stretch. Like, you know, you know, if you're, if you stop being fucking shady asshole and stop making backroom deals that cost millions of dollars to this and this, like, you know, we'll stop, which, you know, there is a way to stop it. But, but, you know, I think a lot of times people go and they fuck with people and they don't give them, even if it's some wildly unbelievable out, they don't give them any out. They're like, we're just fucking with you to fuck with you. And there's no way it's going to stop. Like, well, at well, least make a goal of progress right, of, like, at the same time, that's stop being thing. shady. Okay, you're never going to stop? Fine, I'm never going to stop. Well, but that's uh, anonymous and all these guys are being portrayed, I think, overall. is like, they're just fucking screaming across the internet, hitting whatever the fuck they can for just the sake of fucking with them. Right, and, but I think if they gave them a distinct, like, if you weren't doing this, we wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah, I mean, they've said it once or twice, maybe. But it's not like, it's not their consistent message of like, hey, you know, like back when you, we would fuck with people, every single time you fucked with them, you would let you them gave know, them the like, reason. like this, this could stop. This was for when you fucked my mom. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, this this absolutely can stop. Like, you're in a bad place right you're now. you're dating my sister. And you hate this. And I know that you hate this because I have specifically built it for you to be fucking miserable. Right. But it can stop. And I just got to remind you because I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And you can't stop me from doing it. Right. But it can stop. Here's what you need to do to make it stop. And, and I think people aren't, they aren't necessarily getting terms out there for that. And I think the reason that they may not be smartly is because then it's really officially terrorism but but whatever dude if you're gonna do it fucking go all the way like ask for shit that's kind of one of the things i liked about the little set guys like they were they were like yeah we're we're gonna be assholes and they yeah. and they no, went no, no, i know fucking balls just, the wall for fucking 50 days which like, i think is great no absolutely i i would have appreciated it more and not had such mm, feeling about certain things if they actually would have called it a little bit more if they would have been like we're doing this for 50 days that takes balls oh doing it and then going oh we decided yeah. that it was 50 days like 50 days into it i think that's a fucking yeah. spin when they stepped to the plate they needed to point the bat yeah like, you need to go babe Ruth, going there and you need to fucking take a giant sip of your bourbon and put it down and put the fucking cigarette in your mouth and hit Cigar. a home run in the exact place that you call and then go fuck the whore yeah, and then just laugh and fucking point at every single person around there and fucking stop and take a piss on second base and fucking walk through. I mean, be a dick. If you're going to be a dick, go all the Shit way. on third base. Yeah. Punch the pitcher when you're done, get kicked out of the game, fucking sit up in the stands and get shit-faced. Like, Eat a hot dog. Peace. Yeah. Whatever, that's a run. It counts. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> but I just... Speaking of assholes. Yeah. Fucking News Corp, man. Those God. guys can't seem to get their shit together at all. Like, that whole newspaper is gone. Is it gone? Like, yeah, officially the C- gone the now? Yeah, the CEO got fired. Their, what's it called? Like, a royal editor? I guess it's some British term for editor-in-chief. He's under investigation. The CEO's under investigation. Supposedly, it's cost him, like, $7 billion. Really? Because of all the... Supposedly, only because of the hacking, the hacking fallout, but... That's crazy. Did you see the uh, Daily Show when they were talking about that? Or uh, I don't remember if it was Daily Show or, or Steve Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. No, not Steve Carell. Um, who's the guy that comes on after the Daily Show? Colbert. The Colbert Report. Colbert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, so that newspaper closed. Poor Rupert Murdoch only has this many places to express his opinion now, and they start scrolling. Oh my god! Like every fucking company News Corp owns. That's hilarious. And then it, it stopped. And there were a lot of fucking companies. It went in for a good, like, 30 seconds. And it was fast. And then, you know, he keeps talking. And he's like, oh, by the way, we forgot about these. And it starts scrolling more. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. back on this anonymous thing, because you didn't remind me. Because um, what? So, Corman and Jericho and some other people and Aaron Barr okay. are having a panel. To Wait. talk about Aaron Barr being compromised and all of the H.P. Gary shit going in the tubes. Okay. What do you think about that? Um, wasn't that like back in fucking January, February time frame? Yes. Like RSA time But I'm just saying, I mean, it, it went away. So now they're doing like, I guess, a behind the scenes like from Aaron. Like this is what's going on oh, and everybody else. I guarantee else, you it's fucking Aaron trying to spin it the right way. Now that it's been quiet for so long, like, he's like, no one's paying attention. Let me spin it this way. Or so just, you know, so apologize bad. and come back into the industry because he can't make any money or uh, 
Well, yeah, that's part of the whole spinning it thing, right? I'm, right, I'm right, not right, saying, right. like, he's spinning it to make himself Bella just look she was decent like, again. Yeah. yeah, she was over in my lap. And she was go, you're like, you fucking tell him, man. Tell that motherfucker. So, yeah. So I, Now, which conference are they doing that at? B-Sides or like at, Black Hat? At Black Hat, and yeah. then they were talking about possibly doing something at B-Sides, but, but I'm really torn about it. I'm really, really torn about it. I'd rather hear about the more modern stuff. To me, to me, the H.B. Gary stuff is long done. They got away with a lot of shit. H.P. Gary did. They didn't get nearly as many investigations into their shit as I thought they would be getting after reading some of those emails myself. We were like, hey, we took this. I was in in some of them. We took this intel that we took from this one project we got paid by the government to do, and we're going to resell it to the government again in this project over here, even though it was the result of another contract. Maybe it's not illegal. It's still fucking shady. But it is what every single company does that works with the government. Yeah. Every single one. Everyone. I'd be more interested in hearing like Sony, Booz Allen, because Booz Allen just happened last week. That was with like ninety thousand emails and passwords. I know. I, I called Gates right afterwards. I was like, "Yeah, I bet you're happy you don't work with those dudes anymore." <laughs> but but no, those are the ones that I'd rather hear about. So I, to me, it's gonna be, "Oh, poor me, poor me. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. Let me back. Let me back. I'm not that bad, really. I swear." So, but but it's I guess not my fault. Yeah, my my. I think there's some things that could be talked about that people may be able to learn from, right? But yeah, no, I agree. I think that but there's some flaming. Be I think that there's some flaming that the community will want to do and some of the members of some of those groups that attack them will want to do that it gives them a platform for. Yeah. My, my issue with it is who the fuck is Aaron Barr and why the fuck do I care about his dumb ass? Why do I care? He's some motherfucker. I don't give a shit who he is. I don't give a fuck if he took a shit. I don't care if he got shot in the face. I don't fucking care about him at all. Like, wh- why do even people? Why? Do, why is it even news? Who gives well, and, a shit and, about this asshole? And up until that hack happened, did anybody have? Who cares? Issues? Yeah. Who are you, Aaron Barr? I don't fucking care. Get, take your little ball and get the fuck out of my gaming area. <laughs> Goodbye. Who are you, Aaron Barr? What? Who you are for? Yeah, H.P. Oh, Gary. those oh. guys. Yeah, yeah. I remember Oh, that. the reason who was famous that is was because you got owned. You got owned, and then you chicken shitted out of every yeah. conference for a month. Pussy. Because of threats. That's actually something I'd like to hear from them. Oh, like, yeah. What were these threats they got that made yeah. them, like, Dude, not show up to, to RSA, not to, show up to B-Sides? You know what we need to do? We should bring wasn't, wasn't, your Was Aaron project. the guy we were supposed to talk it was, have It all started because he, he said he was going to give the talk at B-Sides. That's what it all no, started. No, B-Sides San Francisco. Correct. That's right. what I'm saying. It all okay. started because of that talk. So now he's going to give it the same talk? I'd... No, now he's not giving a talk. He's going to talk okay. about like oh, why the talk. He's going to talk about how a talk fucked him. Okay. Or something. But uh, Okay, sorry. Still, the root of the problem to me is... Who cares? Who gives a shit about this guy? They don't care about you. Like, no. Like, you did shady stuff. Great. Welcome to fucking club. Hey, you do shady stuff. We're fucking awesome. Ugh. There were some emails calling you know me an asshole and all this other stuff in the emails from Anonymous that, that were posted up because I started looking through all of them to see like what friends of mine were in the emails. So in I the HP Gary emails? Yeah, yeah, I'm in there a couple funny. times. Um, so I started emailing people. They were like, he's an asshole and blah, 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 and all this other shit. And I'm like, I, so I emailed the dude. I'm like, hey, was looking through the HP Gary emails. You call me an asshole. You don't even know me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, like I'm no one important, but when someone calls me an asshole, I would expect them to at least have met me before and not be like, oh, well, right. I listened to his podcast once and he was being an asshole. Well, 
guess what, you fucking jerk off? It's not me. This is how I am on the podcast. They're like, oh my god, it's shocking. This is how Chris is all the time. It's- oh, definitely. <laughs> Fuck, man, you're a complete dick. God. I mean, and people are just so fucking retarded. And like, I don't know. Well, you do always talk this much. Who? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what I want, like, dear Aaron, why are you important? Why is there a talk about you, you insignificant fuck? Because I, there shouldn't I, be a talk about me. There shouldn't be a talk about Ryan. There shouldn't be a talk about no. anyone. We're fucking insignificant. Like, really, realistically, like, we don't fucking matter to the world. I could panel, die tomorrow and shit won't change. We have a panel change. about Tiger Team. Because that was, like, four years ago. It's, like, the equivalent of talking about Oh, my HBK God. Right like, yeah, but at least... How at least, we got screwed by a, by a Yeah, how not to get thing. fucked over by a shitty production company? How to not get fucked over by a Jew. Oh. Wow. <laughs> God damn it. What are you bringing Hitler back for that one? Dude, I oh, I called him way worse on the phone when I was yelling at him in the middle. Oh, of I know. You. So I did know. you. Oh god. <laughs> Cuz he called me after I had he to call you. my Jewish friends just to get no, just to get racial slurs that were more hardcore than the ones that oh, I knew. Yeah. You know? I'll put the fucking Cheney curse on you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just Dude, they were lighting it up too. That's my favorite part is <clears throat> is, you know, group or racial or ethos or religious jokes and stuff like that it's always the really smart like open-minded ones of that religion or or whatever or or race that know like all the really fucking terrible like you're gonna get punched as soon as you say this joke (laughs) like darren has told me some of the funniest black jokes in my life you can't ever say but you can't ever (laughs) say them because people people misconstrue it right you you take that stereotype of like the people who make racist jokes are fucking hillbilly assholes but then, like, somebody who's relatively smart and they're making the racist joke because it's a joke on the stereotype and it's more making fun of the people who funny. are stereotypical right. than anything else. You know, it was like like the new uh, Rescue Me just came on air. Okay. Again, it's I've, back. Yeah, and it's back it's after, like, season. two years. Yeah. So they were, like, they were, um, they're watching Jersey Shore. And Mike, <laughs> Mike goes, this fucking show is – this show is racist. And blah, 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 he's like, it makes every Italian look like some tan, chiseled body, you know, like dumbass that does this, 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 and this, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody stops, and they just look at him because, like, he just described himself. Right. You know, and they just look at him, and they kind of shake their head and, and like, go back to watching the show. And then Black Sean, Black <laughs> because they call him Black Sean, Sean makes, makes a comment. He's like, you know what's racist? That Flavor Flav show. He's walking around like he's entitled with his grill and his big ass clock and his baggy clothes walking around talking about how he out the hill. He's the shit. He's like, tell me how that doesn't doesn't paint black people in a bad way. That's racist. And everybody like looks at him and just starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> and, the, and then like it's sw- it's silent for a minute. Wow. <laughs> but it's perfect. You know, I mean, stereotypes are stereotypes because they're true. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> Not because they're wrong. <laughs> but it's, but. It's like, you know, when, when we were told, I told some joke and this girl got all upset. She's like, that's not funny. I'm like, that is funny because it's racist. And, of course, Lick started laughing. It's funny because it's racist. And <laughs> Lick starts laughing. Everybody, all of our friends are fucking rolling on the floor laughing. This random girl yeah. who it's happened rape. to walk it's by. Funny. I don't even know the LGBT. She's all bent out of shape. I'm like, no, it's funny because it's racist. And she just didn't get that. Just either. lost she got it. really pissed. Fuck you. You're a racist asshole. Oh, like, that's like. Uh, good. Sorry. Ah, I'm good. Go ahead. I don't, no. I don't mean to 
No. I don't want to step over. A racist the, asshole. Uh, yeah. I mean, the asshole part, yeah. I get that. I get that you a lot. You pretty much are a racist asshole. I hate everybody. It's not racist. Dude, sitting there in your little pointy white hat and your fucking ghost sheet doesn't really help. <laughs> you know, but... Thank God we don't have cameras on this thing. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I got a meeting after this. Can I go meet with the clan? What are you going to do? We're going to burn across. Burn across. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to say, on, on the uh, the sexism, racism stuff, yeah. I fucking love it. Like, Marissa Fagan, you're a fucking idiot. I, I, I just, I, I can't stand you because you're fucking annoying. Wow. Um, so, Wim and Ian did the turtle the at, at uh, P-Test for uh source boston it's the turtle fucking the shoe and it's going oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay then after that they they made a comment about how the term pen testing is getting raped by the community okay and the next slide was a picture of a man clown raping a man i remember that okay right well so whim whim's like whim whim has to i i love whim to death he's like one of my fucking favorite people on the planet we're we're out to lunch and old contrarian Fagan like like there's another person that can they can both hang out together and just be contrarians, um, so he, he he like takes a moment to ask her if she's offended by the rape picture, but and she was like rape it's not she was like absolutely I think it's horribly offensive and and is degrading to women and blah 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 and Wim's like okay. Okay, because like he he had totally knew that she was, was going to be the this, idiot right? that wants to say something about it. So he baited her. She yeah took yeah, the and she takes it and immediately because she's just not smart enough to not and, take the bait. Right? Wim just and goes fuck. Yeah, so so she's she's like blah blah blah, and he's like okay, but it's a clown man raping a clown man. What does that have to do with women at all? Well, the term is blah blah blah. Like has to make it about her and everything else. Definition he's like, of rape has nothing to do with. He's women. like, well, what about the turtle? You know, and she's like, I thought that was offensive as well. And he's just like, and you could see the look of like, just wanting to be like, you're an idiot. I can't talk to you anymore. You, but he kept. How do you find the picture of the total offensive? Wim, Wim kept digging in. And it was like, it was the most brilliant conversation to listen to because he is just so polite and nice. And he's like, okay, so what about. Dick, he's smiling the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm he's listening like, oh, to her. Yeah, yeah. Dig this whole showing how really... fucking ignorant she is because she's like, well, this and this to women. He's like, right. But there's no women at all, not even mentioned or anything else. So how? Well, it just is. <laughs> you. You fucking self-entitled project manager asshole. Get out. Like, d- here, give me your phone. I'll take it. Now quit. Get the fuck out of here. Wasn't that the girl that said she was quitting? Yeah, she was the cell phone quit girl. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking right, that, right after, like, Evans stormed into her office or stormed into her company's office. Something. Right? Some some PR marketing lie that she used to get into a paper somewhere. <laughs> but... But it's just it's just so hilarious when people have these little groups and then they subscribe so heavily to the group that like that like everyone around them is their enemy, you know. My my sister like lesbian. My sister thought I was anti-gay. I remember you talking about that. We yeah. were talking about that the other she day. She thought I was anti-gay because I made a comment that gay. that Subarus are only driven by hippies and Boulder and lesbians. Right. And, and that that suddenly became you being homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and then and so we were talking about it and I was like Dina. Hold on one second, okay? Like, just take all the all your other little pride bullshit out of the way right. and all that. I was like, just think about it. 
how many of your lesbian friends drive Supers? And she starts laughing. And I was like, don't fuck with me then. Do not fuck with me because that shit is a stereotype and it's right. I was like, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who drive Subarus who aren't hippies or fucking lesbians. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of them that are. You know, like it's okay to make a sweeping generalization that's correct. You just, you know, I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying for the most part, a large chunk of them. I, I could flip a coin and be on the better side of 50% that that person is a hippie or a lesbian if I see a Subaru roll by. <laughs> Especially out here. Yeah. You know, like, but hey, it's you live just, in Boulder. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure there's some nice, you know, straight chick or guy, or, or maybe there's a, you know. In Denver, not Boulder. Yeah, maybe maybe they're maybe they're in Texas. Maybe they. I, mean, move, I think maybe they, they kill moved. They still kill retards in Texas. I think they kill yeah, gays they, too. They, they killed the illegal. No, they don't kill the gays way. though. They they kill the retards though. They do. Yeah, they did the death penalty on the on the, on the retarded guy. Right. Uh, they also I can't remember if it was Texas or not. Somebody just did a capital punishment on. Maybe it was Texas. It was some guy from like Mexico or somewhere. Yeah. He wasn't a U.S. citizen. And he was arrested, found guilty, and like, I think even Obama was like, "Please call Mexico and help this guy because you didn't do a good job of letting him get counsel." Did Obama his- tweet it? Please call Mexico, <laughs> asshole. Please let this guy talk to his consulate because you didn't do that through the whole course of supposedly they didn't do a proper deal with the embassy, whatever country <laughs> it was. They fucking killed him. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, Funk. dead over. Oh, All man. these petitions and people screaming and yelling. It had to be Texas because only Texas would be like, yeah, whatever. Fucking flip the switch. Because California's like, we have the death penalty, but we never use it. Get hippies. So r- real quick about work stuff, mm-hmm. um, just from this week for, for suggestions to people. Um, in one of the environments that we were in, there's tons of mixed different authentication types. So there's AD, there's, you know, there's LDAP, there's right. OpenID, there's a bunch of other stuff. And we, we found it wildly effective um, that once we rooted everything in AD mm-hmm. and adminned up AD and dumped all the passwords to take the cracked password list of that. And run them through all the and, other authentication. And methods. just run it against the bind password of LDAP. And within about 15 minutes, had the bind password of LDAP. Um, because, by the way... Uh, in some slash many versions of that, you can't password lock out the bind password. Really? Yeah. So, All right. So that worked really well to get into everything. At this point, if we had an actual video podcast, you'd have a little star go over your head. Be like, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> and I could be like, LeVar Burton could like roll in and be like, ah, hey. read a book. Hey. <laughs> um, but we, uh, wow. yeah, we... I don't know if anybody does dev for Nmap stuff, but um, the Nmap LDAP brute forcing script is really slow and doesn't work really well, so we ended up having to write one. Um, but I would love the Nmap one to work better. Um, also, the Nmap one does not let you specify the list right and uses passwords.lst that it uses as default, so you can add to that, but you have to do all sorts of crazy shit to stop the file from being jailed. Um, so, yeah, just FYI, brute force the shit out of LDAP servers. It's awesome. Um, and then some other really awesomeness is that crypto conversation that I started having. Yeah. 
Um, so the reason for having that crypto conversation, which I mean, you know, a lot of people aren't on Twitter, so I, I should explain it, um, is I was on this Cisco works box. Right. And so I was trying to get into the Cisco work interface because I wanted to learn more about the network that I was fucking owning the shit out of right. and just have Cisco works own everything for me because there's logins. So I'm like, fuck, how do I get to this? Because I, I rooted the box and I was also able to get to it through, you know, AD once I got up to AD. But I couldn't, you know, because it had a password on it. So I was putting the, the hashes out there and it looked like Base64 because it had the equal at the end and all that. But the reason I, f I found this thing is because. Cisco has this awesome tutorial about, like, if you forget your passwords, here's how to replace the file that holds the password, right? right. Well, the file is, like, not encrypted as a file. There's values in the file that are encrypted, and the rest of it are plain text. So I'm like, hmm, okay, let's look at the Cisco thing. So I look at the Cisco doc, and it shows you what the original value is. It's admin, colon, colon, then, you know, this character numeric value and then some colons and then there's like a permission designation a at the end of it um that says like f or one f or whatever else which is like the level of permissions you get inside of cisco works okay and then you know some more colons to space out the end of it so i'm like huh you know i'm not a good hacker right like i'm not crypto guy or anything else so i'm no. like i'll do it my way which is I wonder if I could just append this little one from Cisco that I know that's the original and I know the username is admin and the password is admin. I don't need to figure out what the crypto is. I know that that crypto equals admin. Right. If I just append that to the bottom of this file, what's going to happen? So I append it to the bottom of the file. I try to log in. Nothing. I'm like, well, maybe it's actively like touching that, that file. So I stop the Cisco service. I append it to the file. I start the Cisco service. I go to log in. Boop. Yeah, log in. Boop. Right away. <laughs> Log right the fuck in, admin, admin. I own the, I own all of Cisco Works. I'm like, nice. God damn, that was hard, <laughs> right? So then I start thinking, okay, well maybe the other users have passwords in this that are going to lead me to other places in the environment. So I want to keep them in my master, like this is how you, yeah, the master password, the master file. root password file for all the applications and all the AD domain admins and all that stuff, and use that as my brute force against administrative credentials for other shit, or at least collusion from other shit. So I'm trying to figure out how to get this hash. Well, Carlos, being the fucking ninja badass that he is, and a number of other people on Twitter, I like, I go, hey, here's the hash. What is this, and how do you, how do you decrypt it? Um, so a bunch of people offered stuff. There's a number of people who got it right. In the at the end, it ended up being, I was right. It was base sixty four. Mm -hmm. So I got lucky on that. Um, but then it came down to base64 that you had to put to hex and then hex i think hex to binary and binary was a sha and then you had to do a lookup or brute force against the sha so it's great because then we just carlos wrote a script to like do all of that and then put it back to get him to sha format so i just dumped all of this stupid cisco works file oh by the way anyone can get to it so if you're just a basic user, you can still get to this file and add yourself as an admin. Nice. Good job, Cisco. Um, and it isn't jailed while running. So if you make an add to it, and then whenever the box reboots, then your account will eventually be back in. So if you want to be APT in those things, just add to the fucking file and ignore everything else. Because the way that you add to the file is through the interface, so no one would ever actually look at the file. And when you add it that way, it doesn't show up in the interface in the web, but it still offs it because there's a user table that's in another file that just holds the username. 
So they query, you know, obviously the web app hits this file, says, oh, here's all the usernames and here's all their privileges. Right. <laughs> and you don't have. Okay. So you, you're now a ghost in Cisco Works. Very nice. But you have admin privileges. And I was like, fuck yeah. Have you looked online to see if this is like a known vulnerability? Or? I don't. Who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't look for that shit anymore because I'm not lead enough to say I found or didn't no, find a vulnerability. You found O'Day, man. Nah, dude. That's not O'Day. That's technique. And technique's never O'Day. Yet every single other thing is a technique. But whatever. That's cool. Well, is, yeah. I mean, would that make every single O'Day cross-site scripting thing that's like, Not real. Right. It's technique because yeah, but that would fuck up people's the egos. The whole idea of cross-site scripting is the actual O'Day, not the. Hey, look! I found this on Apache. Correct. Hey, look! I found this in Safari. Hey, look! I found this over here. Yeah. yeah. Bug bounties. Like Yay. Sud- suddenly, there's there's not like eight billion fucking vulnerabilities. There's like six. Six. Yeah, yeah exactly. There are six vulnerabilities. This is great. You realize that last time in <clears throat> in the podcast we solved. All of infosec management. Now we're now we we're just, solving we just, ODA and vulnerabilities. Yeah, there's there's six. There's six. There's six. Fix those we're six. Done. Good g- goodbye. After you fix the six, the stick will break in the hole, <laughs> and then you'll be pissed because you have no stick. And anymore. then your maintenance window happens. God damn. So, um, I haven't gotten any responses to the the contest. Well, I think yeah, we should tell people about this contest. Well, I was I was actually like twittering it for a while. Wasn't getting anything back, so fuck it. Uh, but so we I'll give, we'll give new. Well, I mean, do you want to change it? I thought it was an interesting idea. I, I do too, but if nobody's biting, then why but don't we say whoever can else? whoever can make the best EL shirt wins? That's a actually what I was thinking. It was like whoever can come up with the next the next EL shirt wins. We've a talked ticket. about a lot of them. I know. So whoever can design the the best EL shirt. First off, that will be yeah. the next VL shirt. By the way, it has to happen this week in order yeah. for us to get prints for Def Yeah, so this will come out on Wednesday, so you have to the following. I'm going to release it right now. I don't give a shit about sound quality. It's just going out. Okay, well, that we told Raph it was going out on Wednesday. I don't give a fuck what we told Raph. <laughs> all right. You know what? You come on the podcast, you, you, you relinquish all control of content, all right? Like, if that's been known he for quite a while. He had that problem last time. Right? <laughs> so if you come back on expecting it to be different, you're fucking retarded. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then I guess you have till next Saturday. Let's make it till next Monday. So this is today's Saturday. I think we make it till next Saturday. We announce the winner on the podcast. All right. Fine. You got till Saturday to email either Chris or I or Twitter us or put it on the EL Twitter, site. Twitter titties or put, put it on, on the, the TL site. site and, and then you can upload the graphics to it. Yeah. And we'll have people in EL of course vote that, on it. Of course, that means when, when they start trying to become new members, you can't look at the <laughs> You can't be like. Oh, by the way, yeah. If no. you're gonna become a new member, <laughs> like, like tell people when you tell that that you have to put something in the "What do you want to hear?" field. Yeah. Um, because I just ignore people when they fucking make say dumb shit, and I'm like, whatever, decline. I don't or care. don't say anything. Yeah, don't say anything. Don't give a shit. Fine. You don't. You can't take two seconds to put shit in there. Fuck you. <laughs> My script doesn't do that. My script. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I All just right. want to know what your location is on Google+. I don't Plus. know, David. I was, I was up till like, 7 o'clock this morning, like, heavily drinking. Were you? Oh, yeah. You fuck, man. I was flying home from I work. tried calling you a bunch, and you never called. Because I, I was thought, on a fucking airplane. No, I actually called. I tried calling you before you were on the plane. When? Uh, right before when I, I was talked, working? Yeah, right before I talked to Eric. Yeah. So when I was in the office, I couldn't call you. Right. It's because I fucking work. So I'm not went, a manager so like you, you, bud. I work. Mm. So then you went to the airport, and you still didn't call me. 
Oh, you, how, how late was your flight? What time Before you, you guys have to listen to fucking Ryan Actually, cry what, to me, what I'm going to fucking was your close flight? this off. What time was your flight? Seven. So you were home like like nine, ten? Eleven thirty? It is a three-hour flight. Yeah. So. Damn. Well, you should have called me. Because, yeah, I was just hanging out, flirting. Goodbye. Just a smile.